Hot takes or toast? Brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Cadillac owners may have changed, but luxury has not. Come see the bold new lineup of Cadillac at Jerry Seiner Cadillac today. Question of the day. How can you possibly explain that loss? PK, a record. Over 200 comments on Facebook. People with lots of explanations. Is that a record, you say? I don't remember seeing 204 comments there. I can go back and look if you really want to know. No, I think it's a DJ and PK record. Okay. Well, sure somebody else has record, posted man. somebody's posted something else on Facebook that got thousands of comments, I'm sure. Okay. Tony says not making adjustments to small lineups. Keeping Mitchell out of the game while well, they made runs on us and it was too late to recover. They got to help Rudy with his hands and get him some kind of shot. Otherwise, it's four on five when they clog the lane against the Jazz and take away the pick and roll dunk. There's a whole list. Tony came up with three things to explain that loss. Three things that need fixing going forward. I think part of it is not making adjustments to small lineups. They didn't really have the answers. I think that becomes a, uh, a roster issue. Or guys get better next year, but I don't know that guys are going to get better as on-ball defenders. They were good defensively in the regular season because they had Rudy behind him. And most teams don't have the lineup combinations that Clippers have to throw out to run out there and, and hit all those threes and have all those multiple guys who can drive and beat guys to the hoop. So Rudy kind of has to be in against all those layups, but he's got to be out with a three. So I think they need better on better on ball defense. Aoni couldn't have been better. Me Aoni? Yeah. Yeah. But then you're jammed up at the other end because so you don't trust you him to shoot. Points. <laughs> that will always be the answer. And it will always be the right answer. What kind of chance do you have of winning when you give up 81 points? A big fat zero. 81 was, points and a half. It was the pure definition of insanity, watching the same thing over and over again. I mean, it just didn't stop. Drive into the paint. Defense collapses. Kick it out to the corner. How open is that corner three? Uh, open enough, I got time to take a dribble and line it up. As, yeah, Legler, I think he said it was like a warm-up three. Yep. And it just happened over and over again. What you were doing wasn't going to work. Try anything. Something. Because what were you going to lose? What you were doing wasn't working. Em- I hate to say it, but it was embarrassing. To have the arena erupt like that and continue to erupt. On a national stage, and you're trying to prove yourself as a legitimate contender and all, and you can say, oh, the Nets, you know, they had it. The Nets didn't finish with the best record in the league. You did. And you had the opportunity. You're up 25 and you allowed the team to score 81, and you just stood there while they scored 81. You put up as much resistance as I did in the condo in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, as I was watching <laughs> that game. Nice. Yeah, and I was watching it. People were cheering wildly for the Jazz because they're all Suns fans, and they wanted to gain the thing to go seven so it would give Chris Paul more time to have no symptoms and still can't play. Uh, so... That they had because uh, we have friends there, as you know, we've been doing it for years, and they're all from the uh, Phoenix area, so they're all huge Suns fans and all that stuff. Turns out that didn't matter at all, anyway. Uh, well, not yet, anyway. Yeah. We'll see what it means going <laughs> yeah. forward. See how many games he misses and see how it goes. But 
Went well in game one without him. They say the series doesn't start till the Clippers are down 0-2. That's what they say in <laughs> Dallas, and that's what they say in Utah. Whatever that dumb cliche is until the home team loses or what have Blame you. Pat Riley. Yeah, so I just try something. I'm not a basketball mind here, so I said I... I'm I'm not going to offer suggestions. You know what would you do? I'm a fan. I'm not a coach, <laughs> so it's not up to me to decide what would I do. I'm a fan. I have the right to criticize. I have the right to praise, just like all other fans do. It's not. I'm not sitting here telling you I've got any answers. That's not my job. Is not to provide answers. My job is to provide critique and opinion on what I see. And they scored 81 points and they kept doing the same thing over and over one thing that did jump to me as i evaluate the series is nobody on the jazz they got no the as the team got no surprise performances was the clippers got several batum had a couple of games where he scored it obviously terrence mann goes down as the biggest surprise him going for 39 yeah and you can even say paul george was somewhat of a surprise Paul George came through. I think Big the time. surprise for me with Paul George is just what he did in prior playoffs, not what he did this playoff. Uh, Mitchell, to me, is a bona fide superstar, so I don't think he did anything that would really surprise me. Clarkson has his spurts. We see that. Uh, Conley was an absolute non-factor. Um, and I didn't understand. He said, what did he say? He was 50 60%. So what were you in Game 5? Were you 40%? Because if you could go in Game 6, why couldn't you go in Game 5? I think he went because it was an elimination game. I think if it hadn't been an elimination game, he wouldn't have gone. Every game's an elimination game. I mean, they're all equally as big. I mean, essentially, Game 5 was an elimination game because if you had won that one, then you could have rested in Game 6 because it wasn't an elimination game. So you can just spin that circular logic around and around all you want. And I don't maybe he couldn't go in game five. He said on his uh, before game six, I think it was uh, the day before, obviously if I could play, I would. I believe him, but I, I think that jazz fans are asking these questions and they don't have a radio format, so I like to think that I represent them. I feel really bad for them. That I mean, I don't feel bad for myself. I don't. I don't get into that. But uh, for them, because they get so worked up about it and so emotionally connected to it, and the thing about these postseason things is that it just ends so abruptly. You're like on a high. You're on a high. You're on a high. Boom! It's over. You know, with football, you have a whole week to digest that it's coming, that it's over. You know. You know what I mean? So, uh, basketball is just one of these sports where you're just so fired up. And then it ends, and it's just like, oh, my gosh, you feel so empty inside, I would think. And then you have to wait till next season. Who knows what this next season is going to bring? It was about this season. It was about now. <laughs> Who knew what this season was going to bring? And there was no super team out there. I mean, you've got Milwaukee and Atlanta now facing you. You told us earlier you should be worried about the Nets. Well, they're out. You need to be worried about the Nets. They're gone. And uh, the Suns. I mean, I believe if they would have had a healthy team, they would have won the series, but what, that doesn't matter. You can believe whatever you want, and who cares? It's, Lots of teams are saying that now. If we'd have been healthy, Sure, and I follow this team 10,000 right. times closer, and I believe if they were, they would have, but they didn't, and that's all that matters. And sure, you're right. Lots of teams can say this or that and say whatever they want, 
Uh, it's what the Lakers are saying. It's what the yeah. Nets are saying. Sure. Fine. Even Denver going all the way back to Jamal Murray in the regular season. Yeah, absolutely. Just that I'm closest to this team. And I, I'm i surprised we're at this point. I thought they were going to win this series. And they didn't. They didn't get it done. And I can't come up with another word other than embarrassing on Friday. I was embarrassed for them. They're better than that. Coaching staff is better than that. That it didn't end up the way the Denver series ended? Even if you lose, it's going down to the final possession. Yeah. Everybody's exhausted as opposed to waves of joy. 25-point lead and Terrence Mann. You let Terrence Mann beat you. And I'm having nightmares of Rudy kind of casually going to the corner and Terrence Mann hitting a three and basically laughing at you. I, mean, I can spin it another way. They tried. They had a great regular season. If that's what you want, I can say that too. Nobody wants that right now. I think might some want that do. in a week. I think some people do. I call it the BYU syndrome. All, no matter what BYU does, they're always right. There's all the, some fans who believe that, <laughs> and we're picking on them. All the all the Jazz fans I talked to were just bitterly disappointed. Sure, just you're all bitterly disappointed. Bitterly disappointed. But that doesn't mean that you want us to crack on them. Yeah. Of course, you're, every fan base, the, the Philadelphia Sixers fan base is bitterly disappointed. Every fan base when you lose game six or seven is going to be bitterly disappointed if that's the elimination game. But I think some people think they want, they, they want to look at the positive right now. They're still bitterly disappointed, but they want and they had a great regular season. There's no question about that. And there's promise, and I agree with Dennis Lindsay. Uh, continuity, I think, is the right way to go. I don't think you break it up unless you think... I don't think you make any move unless you think the move is to make your team better. I don't think you make move to make move. That drives me nuts. You make a move to make your team better. And whatever that might be, we'll find out in the coming weeks and months. Jazz seem to make average players into all-star players, Jeff says. And no adjustments. But the Clippers are that good. They're a deep team. Good luck to them against the Suns. Well, they had opportunities for guys to rise up and really play better than we thought. And the Jazz didn't. There's nobody who played better than we thought. Unless you think Mitchell isn't that good. I happen to think he is that good. I think he's a premier player. I think he should be all-NBA first team. Uh, first team all-NBAer. Uh, Thank you, Riley. I mean, I think he's a heck of a player. So, and he's gutty. He's a warrior. All those things. Whatever. There's really very little that he does that surprises me because I believe in him that much. That he went thirty nine nine and nine when he clearly wasn't healthy and was clearly hobbled out there. I don't know what number you want to put on what he was seventy percent healthy or whatever. I don't know. Well, I mean, it took away his explosiveness, but I don't think it took away the rest of his game offensively. What would he have done if he'd been explosive? 50, like in the bubble? Mm, I don't know. I think he probably would have just found different ways to score. Here he didn't have different ways to score. So I'm not sure the point total would have been any different. Maybe it would have. But obviously he couldn't go up and, and dunk and whatnot the way he normally can. I mean, you can see it. It was, it was clear to see. I think but to, he found ways to compensate. I think to the fact that the Clippers are good and they are a deep team, the buyout market made them much better. Now, it may not make them good enough because ultimately missing Kawhi may get them beat and maybe the Suns will get them here. Uh, but the buyout market, adding Batum was good, but adding Reggie Jackson was really big. And so when you 
look at guys who made a difference in the series and who definitely helped the Clippers win. Uh, you know, could the Jazz have gotten help in the buyout market? At the time when Batum was out there, there were stories about Rudy was after him and the Bucks were after him, and I don't know who else was after him. Uh, but the Clippers got him. He's a nice role player, sure. Yeah. But right. have, have, another, have another role player. Have another, the, the, the Clippers have role players who you know, sit in series based on the matchups. Cousins wasn't going to be a factor. Yeah, your cousins is your go-to yeah. guy on that. Yeah, but they but they're also with all their guards. I mean, they're they're not going to play uh, Beverly and Rondo and Jackson against the Jazz, and so one of those guys usually sat. But in another series, any one Maybe, of them might yeah, play. I don't know that Rondo did much. He was in at the end of the game, of game one in Phoenix. Hit a couple of big shots. He didn't play against the. I'm talking about the Jazz. I don't care what happened against Phoenix. Right, but it's different matchups, and you got depth, and sometimes you sit in a series, and sometimes you're a factor. Great. And he was very little factor against the Jazz. So get get better players, of course. That's an easy answer. That's always the easy answer. Get better players. And it's much harder to do, it's much easier to say. So get get better players, sure. Yeah. That's what they'll try to do. That's what they'll try to do every year. I mean, I don't. Do, I don't feel discouraged in terms of long-term pitcher. I don't feel defeated. I'm not one of these guys. Oh, they're never going to do it. They're a bunch of chokers. Blah 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 blah. I don't buy into that theory at all. I believe they'll get better and they'll come back. Um, we'll see what happens next year. I mean, that's the only way you can look at it as far, unless you're just hopeless. Uh, and I think that that's what they're striving. It's it's a never-ending project. Even if you win, it doesn't end. You, you constantly have to do it. The job is never over. Just you catch your breath for a day or two here, and now you try to regroup and maybe uh, relax a one or two days. But then, then they're back at it. And, Lakers know. won it all last year and made yeah. uh, a lot of changes to the roster this year. Yeah. <clears throat> this, these jobs they don't end. It's 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 continuous. And if you fall short, you get back up and you try it against. Like I said, for the colleges, yeah. if you have a big hopes and it didn't come through, well, then you try again. You keep trying. And the team has gotten progressively better. I think that's obvious to see. I see no reason why it's not better again next year. But, I mean, we're, we're talking about this series right now. So they should go about. Well, on the list of things, we've got multiple people mentioning Gobert scoring. And that's an easy answer. If teams are going to go small on you, play small ball, can Gobert punish them? And the answer to that is sometimes. And the other answer is not in game six against the Clippers. We gave up 81 points in the second half, and we're nitpicking Gobert's offense? Punish the small ball lineups. Wear the dunk. Stop the momentum. Quiet the crowd. Devin Davis, he became a huge liability. I would say defend the three. I mean, I felt like we were like in 1987. The three isn't really going to beat us. Eventually, we're going to win this, so let them have the three. That was the mindset. We'll give you the three. I didn't understand that type of logic there, just to allow wide-open threes over and over and over again. As Legler said afterward, it was like warm-up threes. To me, that's like you take a, a, a 300 hitter and you put the infield in. He becomes a 400 hitter. You let guys shoot wide-open, uncontested threes. Whatever their percentage is, it's going to be significantly higher if that's the situation. Contested and uncontested is the single biggest determinant of whether that thing's going in or not. 
and guys are lining it up, taking a dribble, measuring it, and then hitting it. Yeah, and they say if you move the infield in on a, on a 300 hitter, I've been told he's a 400 hitter. Because so like, that's it, the number of ground ball hits to get through. It, yeah, and, and so you're allowing a decent shooter now to become an exceptional shooter. Let's go to the phones. Lyle, good morning. You're on the air with DJ and PK. How are you guys, fellas? Okay. <laughs> oh, come on, PK. <laughs> it's not over, bud. We got this. What do we got? Who are we? So there's there's two points here. One is when you don't have Donovan Mitchell and Mike Connolly slash in the middle and taking the lanes, you have no blender. When you have no blender, you have no three-point land. Joe Ingles is ineffective. Bogey's ineffective. Jordan Clarkson can't get in the middle because he can't slash because he's the only guy capable of doing it at the point. And I mean, hand it to the Clippers. They played great defense, but no blender, no win. They gave up so, 81 points. They were up 25 I'm, at I'm, halftime. Where was all I'm this totally no blender? They, they had a blender. Did the blender did it just walk out and take a cab out? It broke. Well, <laughs> the motor I mean, burned up. They played great defense. I'm not going to deny them that. However, I also think that Rudy took a shot. Who knows what that hip was like? Then take he him the hell out if he's hurt. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Where was the coaching on that? However, I'm not going to call. I'm not going to call it off of one game. We played a hell of a series against Memphis, and that should have been the indicator to the Clippers. But here we are, you know, in Sadland. But I'm not calling it complete loss. <laughs> See, DJ Sadland, and you thought they're different. bitter. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Sure, they're bitter, but. They still love their guys. They love their coaches. And thanks for the call, Lyle. They love all this stuff, and that's what they want. There's a significant factor, faction, that wants the positivity. That's precisely, this is exactly what I was saying just a few minutes ago, that just ex- And Lyle it. called to back you up yeah. and make you look good. Yes. And I get that. You're a fan. And you should want that. I have got, I've got zero problem with that. Why be 100% negative? They're never going to do it. They suck. They're this or that. I don't buy that either. We got plenty of that. I just haven't read those yet. What? What you just said. There's plenty of jazz fans. We suck. We're never going to do it. I don't. I just, I vehemently disagree with that. I agree. You're not going to do it until you do it. And you keep trying. Oh, you look at Jordan. Jordan was 27, 28 years old. Mitchell's 24. Yep. Now, it's a little bit of a difference in that he played three years. And Gobert paid zero years of college. So, uh, 24 today, maybe like 26 then. You know what I mean? So, Larry Bird spent five years from high school before he played in the NBA. Sure. But, yeah. but Chris Paul is 36, and maybe he's about to get over the hump, and... Paul George is 31, and he's certainly individually getting over a hump. The Clippers are in the, the conference finals for the first took 12 time. years, didn't they? Yeah. Took forever. Yeah. Took forever for them to get to a conference final. And they're drafted in 84 and 85, and they got there in 92. So that's why it's, it's ridiculous to have all this complete, this is the way it is, eternal negativity. Those are the bitter people I'm talking about. I, I disagree with that 100%. I just don't see it. I have enough confidence in management Look what they've done. Look at the, the Joe Ingles off the scrap heap. Mitchell, 12 or what he was. Gobert, 27. Royce O'Neal, scrap scrap heap. Right? 
So they're going to continue to do this. They're not going to hit on everybody. That's the way. And they're not going to draft very high here. <laughs> no, they're so, not. You know, it's good. The job right. is not going just, to be more difficult. Not just this year, but years going forward. Yes, because they're going yeah. to be good. And that's where it's up to you, as you say, buyout market, uh, money ball type players, those things. That's, they you know, they have haven't done the buyout. Bit. They haven't done the buyout market, but they have done the money ball type players. Yeah. And that's, you know, how they found uh, Royce O'Neal, who'd been playing overseas, and how they found Joe Ingles, who's playing overseas. So they've done that. Well, and they ripped off Cleveland with Clarkson. Yes. Yeah, you got to win trades, and they clearly won the trade. Let's go to Jeff. Jeff, good morning. Jeff, you got to talk now, son. I was about to say, is Jeff going to be uh, one of those fans you're talking about? Is like, hey, let's pump up our guys, or our guys, or is Jeff no, just not gonna, at all? Actually, are, go are ahead, you going to be bitter and negative like I've been saying? Well, the, the funny thing is that they don't deserve a break. I mean, honestly, there's so much things that went wrong. I mean, Jordan Clarkson. He was zero points in the second half. He 21 points, great first half, disappeared. The defense disappeared. Like, they went to sleep. There was no one there. They're like, oh, yeah, I got this. We, you know, we can go back to the Utah Jazz. They're already counting the eggs before they hatch. And honestly, I mean, they did great in certain aspects, but there's a lot to work on. And honestly, they don't deserve a break for the next little bit. Maybe, like, you know, hey, we can work on some good things, but they need to, they need to wake up. They need to say, hey, it's all on us. It was our fault. There's nothing... They can really say, oh, yeah, we can work on this is positive. All right, there it is, Jeff. When we come back, more from bitter jazz fans, more from supportive jazz fan who loves their guys. More about the jazz defense and how bad it got. And not just in 24 minutes. There's a bigger picture that is also fairly ugly, but it's different. And we'll explain next. Stay with us.